It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, and yes! Touchdown, did it get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. All of a sudden, my voice is like... Going Let's all say, over the you place. sounded like you were sick or something. Well, yeah. I've talked to you at least twice already today. <laughs> My voice has been pretty good today, but all of a sudden it's like... It's all those meetings. You've been running around talking to everybody. <laughs> One of those days. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of different things we're going to get through today here on the Full Court Press. Hope you can... <laughs> bear with me with my voice today it's okay i did like what two weeks of shows without being able to talk <laughs> and coughing constantly that's true you did have something earlier this year yeah um but uh we're you don't just have to hear from us uh we're gonna let you hear from brock lane aj vong pachan alfred edwards as uh, they're talking about uh the final home game of the regular season coming up on saturday night getting ready for san jose We'll hear more from Coach Anderson. We'll hear from Coach Brennan, what he had to say about Utah State and kind of the state of his team. And looking back at what happened last year between these two teams and um, what this year might, if that gives us any clue as to how this year might go with the matchup late Saturday night, 745 kickoff. It will be on FS1. It's supposed to be cold, but certainly encourage people to be there. But if you can't, that is your option to view the game. We'll have pregame coverage on this station and KVNU with KVNU Game Day starting just after 6 o'clock at about 6.15. Uh, and uh, Al Lewis, Craig Hislop will have uh, great information, uh, uh, unique interviews, unique audio to prepare you for the showdown between Utah State and San Jose State later that night on Merlin Olson Field. Uh, and then as soon as it's all said and done, we'll be back on the air again with KVNU Aggie Call taking your comments and your reactions to uh, to what happened as Utah State is kind of in a playoff mode. And that's really kind of a question that I posed to both Brock and AJ, that this team's been fighting for bowl eligibility. And just hearing Coach Anderson talk about it, it it's like this team is in a, a, a win-or-go-home kind of a playoff situation where they are trying to get to bowl eligibility. Look, they've won four of their last five games. They've got a little bit of momentum on their side. Yeah, so there's certainly some positivity there. They've not looked, it's not looked particularly pretty in like any of those four wins or in the one loss. So we'll see if they can pull it off against San Jose State. This will probably be, you know, Wyoming and San Jose State are probably the toughest teams in this, you know, six game stretch being kind of narrowed down to where they've won four of their last five, throw in San Jose State. So yeah, it, it's going to be a tough game. Luckily, it's at home this time as opposed to Wyoming being on the road. Um, and there's not as many injuries to deal with. So we'll see if Utah State can defy the odds and come away with the win. So um, 435, let's just throw the phone numbers out or the text line out. Well, phone number too. But the text line, if you want to text in, share your opinion, ask questions, 435 339 0321 to text into the program. 
435-752-1069 if you want to call into the program. Uh, and uh, we, we did get a text that came in um, uh, earlier, just as we're getting the show. This is from 5338. Did the USU women's basketball team really lose by almost 40 to that school formerly known as Dixie State? What the dot, 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 dot. Yeah, that one really, you know, I, I'm someone who's been really excited for this women's basketball season, was pumping it up, hyping it up, just saying, all right, here we go. You know, th- this is a team that's got some good players, some good junior college players, uh, some good Division One transfers coming in. And there's some injuries, but that doesn't excuse losing by 40. To Utah Tech. Yeah. That there there isn't an excuse for this. There just isn't. You cannot lose like that if you expect to be a good team. And you can say they'll get better, and they can. Utah State lost to an FCS team by twenty eight and they've turned it around to be mediocre. But that's about as good as you can do when you have a loss like this. The I was hoping the ceiling for this team was to be a little better than mediocre, maybe a above five hundred record. Um, at least, you know, as high as they could go. I was expecting them to hopefully be around 500, make an improvement. And this just crushed all of that. Right. This was a, a, a coaching staff that did house cleaning, that had a new roster, and we were told it's coming together, we're exciting, it's going to be fun basketball, and hasn't delivered on that. Yeah, like... They got the game one. Yeah. Against College of Idaho. But then they lose to Southeast Louisiana. And then they go down and lose to Utah Tech. Yeah. That's, it, that's embarrassing. It felt like there were some warning aspects in the exhibition. I wasn't too worried about the exhibition game because I thought they were a good shooting team. And the only negative about that game was they didn't shoot very well. Okay. College of Idaho, there were some worrying things as far as interior defense and interior scoring. And... Yikes! That's showing up in a big way. You know they're they're not defending. They've got Maria Carvalho, who looks like a spectacular defender. But you can't have, you know, it's not a one-man defense. That doesn't work. You can have one-man offenses, kind of. Can't have a one-man defense. And right now, it appears that's maybe what Utah State has. So who knows? It's just it's crushing. For me, as someone who's really hyped for this team and hoping they were going to find a way to finally turn it around. And it's just, yeah, this, this team right now looks like a last-place team in the Mountain West. <laughs> we'll see if they – it's a long season. There's a lot of things that can go right and wrong from here. But right now, like when we're all being hyped for the men's team and how spectacular they're doing, women's teams look like they're going completely opposite of – my hopes for that preseason. I guess outside they thought they were going to finish last, and they seem right. Well, they seemed eager and excited to get that last place uh, projection to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's hope that there's still a lot of time here for them to do that. Yeah. I think if they can get some people healthy and get things worked out, get some chemistry together, you know, figure out who they are, what their strengths are, and play to those strengths then I think they can be a good team. They can still win 10, 15 games. But if this is who they are, 
they're going to win like three to four games all year. And it's not going to be fun. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to see that at all. That will not be pretty at all. Uh, speaking of basketball, um, on a whim today, I just pulled up the Ken Palm ratings. And so I just went through and looked at what, what do they look like for the, the current standings, the current rankings for the Mountain West Conference teams. You know, San Diego State, unsurprising, number 16, solid program, solid start to their season. Utah State's at the number two position in the Mountain West. They're at 48 in Ken Palm right now. They're a top 50 team. Yeah, they, they've been jumping up the boards on a lot of these different metrics. Ken Palm's one that I looked at. Haslam Metrics is another one that I found. And and they, I think Haslam Metrics has Utah State like 54, I want to say. And so these metrics, they have San Diego State way up in the top 20, but Utah State is comfortably at number two right now. Comfortably. Uh, Wyoming at 81, Boise State 83, Colorado State at 95. So those are your top 100. Now, UNLV's close. They had a nice win last night, beating Dayton. Yeah. Kind of coming from behind to do it. Yeah, ranks Dayton. They're at uh, 102 in the latest standings from Ken Palm. Um, and then, so looked at the Mountain West, and I've, I've ran all the way through all the Mountain West schools on my Twitter account. Uh, if you want to go back and see those, I'm at E. Franson. But then I thought, okay, what about Utah State's opponents that they've already played and are on the future schedule, the non-conference opponents that we know? Now, we know that they're going to Hawaii, and there will be future games played in that tournament. We just don't know exactly who they'll face, depending on wins and losses. But Utah Valley at 136, and UVU had a chance to pull off a nice win yesterday. They didn't get it done. Yeah, that was something where you said, you know, we got to be UVU fans and also Bradley and Santa Clara the rest of the way. And it's like, yeah, I, I saw that. And they almost pulled off against Washington State, who I think is in the high 60s or 70s. I looked them up yesterday to see they were in the Ken Palm, and they're in the top, at least top 80, maybe top 70. I couldn't remember exactly where they were. Um, have to figure that Washington out State, uh, I think they are at like 68. Washington State, 79, actually. Oh, 79? Never mind. Like I said, I thought I was thinking 69. That's the number I was coming at. But um, it's 79. So top 80, which, you know, they would have, you would have had a, what is this, transitive property, whatever, over Washington <laughs> State. Of course, Utah State has a chance to play Washington State Yes. Uh, in that Hawaii tournament. Um, obviously, everything's got to go right. But, yeah, there, there was a chance to get a, that UVU when would have looked a lot better. But as of now, Utah Valley is uh, tumbling wait, a little wait, bit down the Ken Palm. It, it was Wake Forest. Oh, wait, oh yeah, that's right. It was Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. I was like, wait a minute. Something about this just doesn't seem right. It was Wake Forest. Okay, and Wake Forest is 75 in the Ken Palm. And that was overtime at Wake Forest. And uh, Utah Valley lost by three. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't know why, how I got... Confused with Washington. Well, I guess I know why I got confused by Washington well, State. Boise State plays Washington, played Washington State. Okay. And Utah State has an opportunity if things fall right to okay. face the Cougars. Yeah. So Wake Forest is almost a top eighty Ken Palm win for UVU, who Utah State, you know, gave a nice smack to. Uh, a couple other teams just in the rankings: Bradley at one twenty-six. Uh, they had a nice win just the other day. Uh, Santa Clara at one eighteen. San Diego, who the Aggies will face tomorrow, they're at 147 currently. 
Oral Roberts, who they'll face next week, 115 in Ken Palm. And then there's a big drop-off, Utah Tech at 262. Yeah, that one will be uh, a little easier. And then uh, just then you're, it's like a yo-yo there. I mean, you go from 262 against Utah Tech to 97 against San Francisco, and that'll be on the road. And then Loyola Marymount at 152. Uh, and I, f- I forgot, I put uh, Seattle on there as well. Got to go back and find my original poll. Seattle at 148 and uh, Weber State at 250. So those are kind of how things are shaking out as of right now with the Ken Palmer right now. Granted, there's only two, three games played for a lot of these teams. But um, it, it's, it's kind of indicative of that this is, and we've talked about this a lot, and I'm not going to dwell on it, but you, you, there's no real blue-chip program on Utah State's non-conference schedule, but they're all pretty solid teams that they're facing, which all build up to be to, to putting together a nice resume for Utah State. Yeah, it's a bunch of teams that would be, I don't know, in the end maybe a quad two or a, a quad three win or maybe quad three since a bunch of them are at home. Um, but yeah, they're, they're solid teams and they're all pretty much nestled in the 95 to 120 range in the Ken Palm. Um, you get a couple that are 140 and a couple in the 200s. You always have those. It does lack the, a team in the like top 60 of the Ken Palm yeah. or of the eventual NET that you'd like to have that can be kind of your statement win or, at worst, a good loss. Um, but when you have a solid resume like this, solid, not great, maybe not even good, but solid, you know, it's something you can work with. It tests you enough. That's something that Ryan Odom said he's, he wanted to test uh, his team. And right now, each team they've played has been undefeated so far, including San Diego. Granted, Utah Valley was all of 0-0, zero and zero, <laughs> so it's a different kind of undefeated. But yeah. still, uh, these are teams that have been good so far, and that's why it's even weirder that Utah State is coming in and just smacking these teams because last time Utah State started like 4-0, it was like 2019, and they played a couple of teams that – early on, were not very good. You know, they, they played a really weak schedule early on, so they, they ended up looking really good against that. Granted, that 2019 team was really good. But this is a team where you're playing good opponents early on, and you're just killing them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way Utah State's playing, dominant on both sides, but most especially on offense, how this team is really pouring it on offensively. Uh, now, I did... Should say this, you know, Utah State also has uh, an opportunity to potentially play Iona, and Iona's a top 100 team right now in the Ken Palm. Barely, Just barely, <laughs> like what 99? Yeah, they're 99. <laughs> <laughs> so, but right now, yeah, Utah State doesn't have a quad one team on their resume or potentially on their resume as of right now for their uh, non-conference. For their non-conference, yes. Now. Uh, is there a chance that maybe San Francisco could be up there? Well, they'd have to be in the top 50 because that's a neutral site game, so that's probably not very likely. But Utah State will be could potentially be a quad one team for them, so you got to be careful. But um, you know, there are a couple of quad two teams here, quite a few quad threes because these are a lot of games at, uh, at, in the spectrum. But, uh, again, not, not a great resume, but it's a good one. And 
really it's 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 mostly about getting ready for conference play. And while this this resume probably isn't going to blow away a selection committee, um, it, it's going to still put together, you know, that at least they're they're playing some decent teams. They're not playing a bunch of powder puffs. Ultimately, though, it's going to come down to how they play in their conference and how they do in the conference tournament. That's yeah, still what it's going to come down to, three days in March. Yeah, and it is going to come down to a lot of conference because there's a lot of you know, a lot of their top 100 Ken Palm or maybe eventual top 100 NET teams are going to be conference. The Wyoming and Colorado States, maybe even UNLV by then, maybe they'll bump up, and obviously San Diego State. Those are going to be the toughest games on your schedule. So by the end, you may only have two quad one games. Um, you know, two matchups with San Diego State. Um, maybe Wyoming sneaks in, but with Graham E.K. being uh, out for a while, Wyoming may not be able to push themselves high enough to be that. They may they may be on the floor when they have E.K. and Maldonado. They may act like a quad one team, but unfortunately won't get credit for it. Um, so, yeah, you, you get the two quad one, basically just a bunch of quad two, quad three wins. And that's not a resume that's going to raise you above anybody. It's not going to shoot you to the top of the pile, but it's not going to hurt you either as long as you don't drop a bunch of those games. Right. Now, if you end up like 5-0 and and, you know, 8-0 and in quad two, quad three games, yeah, that'll look pretty nice. Or maybe like 4-1 and one, quad two and 8-0 and in quad three. Like, that's solid. Um, if somebody else has like two quad one wins... Maybe they might jump over to Utah State, even if they have not as good a record. But this res- this resume, if Utah State does well with it, at the very least, won't hurt them. Yeah, I agree. And, and certainly you can't let some of these get away from you. You can't play Utah Tech and let them beat you. Yeah, or, or let it get close, because that's something where you look at these, oh, you only beat Utah Tech by four? <laughs> Yeah. Um, no. And, and not, then you're good. definitely going to want to beat, you know, Wyoming at home at least. You got to at least split with Wyoming and Colorado State. Ideally, you beat both of them. At least beat Colorado State twice. And if you can split with San Diego State, you know, that's what you're looking at as far as trying to project a potential at large for Utah State. That's kind of what I'm saying they'll have to do. Yeah, and, and particularly you have to look at what the Mountain West teams are looking like right now and what which of those games are on the road? Certainly, road games are weighted more strongly, if that's the right term, in the uh, in the uh, in net ranking. So Utah State does have games on the road at Wyoming, at Colorado State, and at San Diego State. So they've got road road games against some quality teams, and Boise. They're on the road at Boise too. So. They're going to have opportunities to potentially get a couple of quad one games besides just San Diego State if things continue as they are. In their, you have to be in the top 75. And uh, if Utah State beats a team in the top 75 on the road, that's a quad one win. Oh, is it? Oh, so top 75 on the road is quad one. Oh, I didn't realize it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't one through it. 30 if it's at home. Uh, top, so, top 30 team if you beat them at your place. A top 50 team, if you beat them on a neutral site, or a top 75 team, if it's on the road. Okay. So those are the kind of the, the qualifications there to determine if it's a, considered a quad one win. So with that, I'd say you'd get yourself three 
quad one games as it's looking right now. Both San Diego State games in Wyoming on the road. Because Wyoming right now, they're 81 in Ken Palm. Um, then, and Ken Palm isn't NET, so it's hard to no. to say. Uh, and the NET won't come out for a while because uh, they have to gather their data first. Right, they want a certain, kind of like the college football playoff committee, they want a certain level of play to be done first to really kind of determine how teams are looking. Yeah, they need a sample size. Yeah. Because that, right now... Yes, I, that's I, the right term. Yeah. I know I look at a basketball reference, they have their simple rating system, and it's all jacked up right now. It's crazy because it's based on a sample size of three to four games for a lot of people. So, yeah, right, right now, I, I don't want to look too far ahead because there's a long way to go and there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Something almost went wrong against Santa Clara. Almost lost your what is now your leading score for the team. Um, it's probably not going to stay that way, but yeah, with Ashworth. Yeah. With Ashworth, which I guess, uh, do did, did we already mention on the show that he's playing? Uh, no, I no, we have I told Now you he rolled his ankle in the second half. Uh, and, um, co- after the game, coach Odom said that he's going to be day to day. And there's been some question about his availability for the game on the road at San Diego tomorrow. Yeah, there there were questions, and uh, we had media availability with him today, uh, about one o'clock, and he said that uh, he, he just called it a twisted ankle. Said it's uh, wasn't nearly as serious as it looked, or as it seemed at the time, and he's expecting him to play. So that's great news. Stephen Ashworth should play. Who knows if he'll have a limit? Um, I don't think he even had a brace on. He was shooting after practice. I don't know if he had a brace. Or anything like that, he'll probably play with one, maybe. But just seems that rolled it, put some ice on it, you know, get some treatment on it. They Tape some, it up. Yeah, and then uh, then you're good. Seems like he'll be all right. Probably one of those that uh, just you know, what what's your pain tolerance? Yeah, that, that probably is. You can probably like move that. around on it if we tape it up enough. It's just how much can you handle? Yeah, it's like pretty much any one of us, especially those of us who played basketball, we've done our ankles a couple of you know two. Or, I've done it. Uh, I think three times now, at least playing basketball. And as long as you haven't done anything serious to it, you know, rest it, ice it, tape it up, you're good to play. Uh, a couple more texts coming through before we take a quick timeout. Uh, five three three eight. When I show the chicks come running, signed Jimmy G. Okay. Did I miss something? I must have. He's a handsome young man. I don't know much more than that. Uh, Six two one one. What's a website that you guys have used to predict the percentage of a team's chances of winning a game? So there's two that I use right now. One of them is actually kind of behind a paywall. Ken Palm has more stuff where he'll have predictions that are just stat-based. Uh, Haslametrics is one that's free. Uh, and he has, like, he has auto-generated previews for each game that update whenever he updates his information. So and that's something where I mentioned a few days ago, where, like these two uh Metrics they or systems predicted Utah State to win by about ten, and then they were way off because Utah State did way better. Yeah. Um. So they and they have a bunch of different data about offensive efficiency and stuff. You can get lost in that if you uh, spend too much time there. But they have general predictions based on their computer systems. Uh, ESPN additionally has a, a matchup predictor. Yeah. If you go to any particular matchup on the the on their site. For like right now, Utah State at San Diego actually has uh, San Diego favored 
51.9% over Utah State. Yeah, and, and just for reference, I'm, I've got the Utah State page pulled up on Ken Palm. On this page is the one that is behind a paywall. It's like 12 bucks a year, um, or 12 or 20 um, But it has Utah State uh, projected to win 76-69. Interesting. So there's, there's also a percent next to it. I don't know what the percent is supposed to mean. It says 71%. I don't know if that's a confidence. confidence? I don't know if it's a confidence interval or something like that because hmm. uh, it changes. Um, for instance, for Westminster, it doesn't even provide a score prediction. It just says win 100%. <laughs> um, that's probably because Westminster's not a, uh, a major school, so I think they just do that for all. Right. Uh, but, you know, San Diego, and we'll get more into them tomorrow, but the Toreros, kind of surprising just that they're giving them that much over Utah State so far because like, look at their schedule. Uh, teams that they have played. Yeah, they're like... Their last two games, I think, have been to teams in the Ken Palm that are north of 200. Sonoma State. Oh, and a non-major team. Yeah. <laughs> non-major team, and then... Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, they're like 211, I think, in Ken Palm. And that was a close-ish game by six. And then NJIT. Yeah, who's like... New Jersey Institute of Technology. They're in the 300s. Yeah, and hadn't, haven't won a game yet. 339. So a little surprised that they're giving the Toreros that much over the Aggies, according to ESPN, yeah. matchup predictor. Well, using these other ones, like talking about people who have you know degrees in statistics or, <laughs> or at least statistics guys. Granted, these kind of stats don't say everything, and they're not perfect, and they'll be wrong. These are just – it's using the past to try and predict the future, which is it's something I like to do, but it's not a perfect science. No. In any way what, whatsoever. Uh, so more on that. We've got more texts coming through. We'll get to those as uh, we'll continue to look at Utah State, both football and basketball. Utah Jazz were in action last night, dropping a game to the Knicks. Jazz on a bit of a, uh, a losing streak here. So what's going on with the Jazz? What's changed, if anything? Why are they not playing to the same level as they were earlier in the year? Uh, we'll also hear from Brock Lane. We'll hear from Alfred Edwards and A.J. Vongpachan. Uh, coming up a little bit later on is they're sharing their thoughts about Preparing for San Jose State, a tough opponent coming in to Moreland Olson Field on, uh, on a late Saturday and a cold Saturday in Logan. This is Ryan at My Mattress. My wife and I were laughing the other day because she read an article about things not to buy online. The first thing was prom dresses. Dresses advertised versus dresses delivered. Needless to say, what people thought they were getting is not what they got. It's much the same with mattresses. Almost always, buying a mattress online ends in buyers being let down. At My Mattress, we try to always exceed expectations. Lower prices than online and better beds. Only at My Mattress. Aegis Home Health and Hospice loves helping the people they serve. Aegis is a home health and hospice organization that lives by core values of character, experience, and trust. Every day, Aegis' goal is to help you with whatever your health care needs are and to do it wherever you need us to. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myagis.com. Nothing compares to the warmth and feel that a wood stove provides. The two-time Best of Northern Utah winning team says there's never been a better time to replace your old inefficient wood stove and install a new energy-efficient EPA-certified Vermont casting wood product in your home. The U.S. government is offering federal tax credits of 26% on your wood stove install. For Vermont casting units, that includes stoves, bending, and labor. Call or email Advanced Fireplace and Stove for a free in-home estimate. Call 435-752-7272 or go to advancedfireplaceandstove.com. 
Hi, this is James with White Pine Funerals. We're excited to host our annual holiday concert featuring a choir and musical ensemble by Jay Richards. All are welcome to attend free of charge. We extend a special invitation to anyone who is missing a loved one this holiday season. Food donations are encouraged at the door for the Cash Food Pantry. Back-to-back performances will take place at White Pine on Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. That's Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. Hey, Logan, there's no reason to wait. Al's Sporting Goods pre-Black Friday sale is bigger than ever. Get into Al's while the selection is best. Select Nike footwear 20% off. Assorted beanies from DeKine, Neff, and Screamer just $9.99. Logan's largest selection of smart wool socks saved 20%. Season ski and board rentals starting at just $99. Rent them now, return them in April. Winter outerwear and gloves save at least 20%. It's Al's Sporting Goods pre-Black Friday sale going on now through Saturday. Al's Sporting Goods, every sport, every season. Clean it up and get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let DD Auto and Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage in Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, join us here at The Fan and the Cash Valley Media Group as we try to help out the Cash Food Pantry this holiday season. You can make uh, drop off a food donation, you can make a, a, a cash donation, drop off a check. Make a donation through their website or even do it through Venmo at cash-pantry to uh, make a donation today. And that they can stretch those dollars a lot farther than you or I can. So you know, do what we can to help out the Cash Community Food Pantry this holiday season. Uh, so last night I had a chance to uh, I had to skip out on the show a little early. Appreciate you letting me sneak away. You're doing that all the time now. <laughs> uh, but I got to uh, run up to... Uh, the football stadium to talk to A.J. Vong Pachan and Brock Lane. Big game for Brock Lane last last Saturday. Found the end zone, and uh, we've seen him make some plays. We've seen him targeted. Uh, he's been injured, hasn't quite seen the field a lot, but uh, I got a chance to catch up with him and talk about what that experience has been like and preparing for a good San Jose State team coming to town on uh, Saturday night. Brock Lane got into some action at Hawaii, getting across the end zone for a touchdown. How'd that feel for you? It felt good, man. Just excited for the tight ends. Thurs got one, too, so it was cool seeing DJ that excited for us. I know it's been a big topic for a lot of the season about getting tight ends a little bit more involved in the passing game, and it seemed like that really worked for you guys. And Coach Anderson said some of that was just broken coverages, some of that was designed. But how do you feel about how you're coming along? I know you've kind of been sidelined with some injury for part of the season too, but how do you feel about getting back into action and finally seeing some action? It feels good. I mean, shoot, this is like my fourth game in the last two years, so I'm just excited to be out there, honestly. But it, it, it's been cool. They put in a couple trick plays for us last week, and we tried a couple the week before, so it's been cool to start to get those a little bit. San Jose State coming to town. This is a team that has an aggressive front uh, defensively. How do you see your role in kind of handling that and also trying to handle some of the pressure that may be coming towards Cooper but taking some of that off with being an option that he can dump things off too quickly if he needs be? 
Right, yeah, their their D line is probably best in the Mountain West, so we got we got a lot of run blocking going on. So ho hopefully we can help the O line out a lot and run run the ball as usual because it's gonna be cold, real cold here. So we got to run the ball. Last game of the regular season here in Logan. Uh, it's gonna be Senior Day. What's that for you to be able to play for the seniors and those that are going out? Yeah, it's, it's cool for them, man, because this is a this is a big game. Just one more to get to a bowl and. It'd be cool to get it right here Saturday night for all the seniors because they've been they've been working hard. I feel like a lot of these dudes that are seniors now have been here since the COVID years, so they've they've been through the struggle. So it'll be cool for them. It's kind of feel like based on the way Coach Anderson has talked, it's almost like you're in a playoff mentality with this team. Like you have to win the next one, and then you have to win the next one, just trying to get the bowl eligible. Not sure why our uh, computer program is like. Stopping on us midway through here. That's fun. Lots of fun. Uh, weird. Okay. And it was the, like literally the last question. <laughs> you could hang on to the last question. It gave question. up, man. It just gave up. Gave up the ghost. Well, that's most of what Brock Lane had to say. Most of it. All of it, which is unfortunate because that last part, you know, that playoff mentality, it's like. Now I'm getting the spinning wheel of death. I know. Oh, Is this even going out over the air? Can anybody hear us? <laughs> Are we live still? Yeah, we should be live. It's just a, it's a different computer, different system. <laughs> uh, well, from one of the things that kind of stood out to me with Brock Lane, just, you know, here's a guy that has had a lot of promise and potential, but we really haven't seen much of him because he's had to overcome a lot of different injuries. But, um, you know, great to see him. He did uh, get involved a little bit uh, in the Wyoming game. Uh, saw him find the end zone against Hawaii, and uh, good to have him available against a, a tough San Jose State team where you're going to need quick, available options for Cooper Lega, and he could be one of them. Yeah, and these tight ends, they tend to run really short routes, so they're not going down the field very much. So hopefully they'll be open. Hopefully Cooper will be willing to throw to the tight end or whoever the hot route is. It may not be the tight end. It um, could be anybody. But hopefully the tight ends will be a big part of that. Um, and they may be in as extra blockers because maybe they'll need the extra blockers. Um, tight ends will definitely play an important role in this game, whether or not they're out there rushing for passes or out there to receive. Uh, so it looks like we may have been able to salvage the last question. Did we? And answer. Keep your fingers crossed. This is the conclusion of my interview with Brock Lane. Kind of feel like, based on the way Coach Anderson has talked, it's almost like you're in a playoff mentality with this team. Like you have to win the next one, and then you have to win the next one, just trying to get the bowl eligible. Gosh, you guys have won four of your last five, I and mean, you've got some momentum behind you. Yeah, for for sure. We started out one and four. You gotta you gotta win every one after that. So yeah, we're just taking it one game at a time. One to know. Well, Brock, uh, best of luck on Saturday. And uh... yeah, and there's it. There we go. There we go. Much in the clutch. Brock Lane. I gotta have to restart this machine. Anyway, uh, that's Brock Lane. We'll hear from AJ Vong Pachan and Alfred Edwards coming up in a little bit here on the Full Court Press. Take another quick timeout. We'll be back in about three and a half minutes. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com.
Hey, you know what sounds amazing? What's that? Three-day weekends. Well, you know, Schreiber Foods will give you three-day weekends. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're hiring forklift drivers. You work Monday through Thursday, 12-hour shifts. You get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. But I don't know how to drive forklift. That's okay. We do in-house training and certification. No way. Three-day weekends. Here I come. Schreiber Foods is expanding and offering increased wages, benefits, and yes to three-day weekends. Apply online at schreiberfoods.com. Equal opportunity employer. Do you have a broken appliance? Save money and repair your appliance with Daryl's today. Maybe you'll decide you need to purchase new. If so, you can apply up to $95 of your service call toward an appliance purchase. We reduce the risk when you choose Daryl's. It's a unique deal only we can offer you. See our store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. For those who spend their time outside, find the gifts that go at Cash Hyundai Yamaha. ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, and all the accessories to go with them. Fox and fly riding gear, casual wear, helmets. In fact, Cash Hyundai Yamaha has all helmets on sale now. Plus goggles, gloves, hats, riding gear, and heated grips. Even ATV and UTV snowplows. The gifts that go are found at Cash Hyundai Yamaha at the Light in Hyde Park. We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac automatic standby generators. Power you can count on. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes and whipped sweet potatoes, traditional cornbread stuffing and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie or apple galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Prime times fill up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 750-5171. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil. Those are the engines that your oil or your engine oil uh, that your vehicle loves, I should say. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is right there uh, by Angie's at 695 North Main and Logan. Of course, they carry those oils and a whole lot more. Make it quick, clean, and easy when it comes to getting your oil changed. Uh, 435-339-0321 for our Full Court Press text line. 9315 texting in. ESPN does not like the Mountain West Conference or Utah State, so it's not surprising that they have USU... Uh, the USU opponent winning. Do they like the West Coast Conference, though? That's who they're going against. So it's like, you know, other statistical models have Utah State winning. Um, a couple of them now have them winning almost comfortably, kind of on the on the edge of being comfortable um, in that six, seven point range. So before it was seen as a lot closer. Um, Utah State maybe barely winning. Um, yeah, it, it's weird that 
ESPN would go the other way and say, all right, San Jose State has a slight edge. San Diego, you mean? Or San Diego. What yeah. did I say? San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Got to mix these up. <laughs> uh, also, interesting note, just saw this from the Mountain West. Uh, there are only two conferences with seven 3-0 and men's basketball teams. The Mountain West and the Big Ten. Yeah, the Mountain West is starting out very strong. Utah State's probably played... I should look at the rest of the schedules because when I've perused some of the other schedules, it haven't seemed as tough. It's mostly the Utah State hasn't really played a cupcake team so far. There have been some other more quality games. Uh, you know, Boise State playing Washington State um, and then UNLV playing Dayton. So there have been some teams playing much better sides than Utah State has, but they're also playing like non-major teams. But Utah State hasn't gotten to that part of their schedule yet with the Utah Techs and Westminsters and whatnot. Yeah, true. So those seven teams who are undefeated right now in the Mountain West, that would include Colorado State, San Jose State, Nevada, UNLV, New Mexico, Utah State, and San Diego State. See if Utah State can go to 4-0 tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll hear more about that. Uh, the, the preview, we'll get into more about who San Diego is more tomorrow. Um, but today we're we're... Continuing the conversation about Utah State getting ready for San Jose State in football, we heard from Brock Lane uh, just a moment ago. Um, and um, how about we listen to another one? Uh, A.J. Von Pachon, I had a chance to catch up with him after practice as well. Uh, great linebacker for Utah State, very dynamic. Kind of a, a tough game for him and just generally the linebacker position at Hawaii, just the way that game was being played. But uh, certainly he needs to play a large role to get Utah State to a bowl eligibility and a chance to, to beat a, a solid program in San Jose State. So I caught up with him uh, yesterday after practice. A.J. Vong Pachan getting ready for a tough opponent Saturday, San Jose State, uh, tough team. You guys played well there last year. What do you remember about that game and how it played out? Yeah, you know, uh, last year they were coming off of a championship game uh, the following year, so we kind of knew what kind of the expectations were. And, you know, our mindset at that point was if we wanted to be – you know, go to the, I guess, go to the championship. We had to be the champions, beat the champions. And then that was kind of our mindset going, going there. And then, you know, I just remember, you know, all the guys just collectively paying, playing hard away. And, uh, you know, it turned out good for us. Played hard away this last week. You know, it was a little different going to Hawaii. Uh, but what was that experience like, being able to make that trip? Some distractions maybe being there. But, uh, I mean, played well enough to win. Yeah, no, it was uh, definitely different. It was my first time going out there. And it was a... Uh, totally different experience just going out there a day earlier uh getting getting used to the time difference and you know overall just like for a lot of guys it was our first time being there and uh it was you know visually stimulating just seeing all the water and all this stuff so it was definitely different but uh, you know at the end of the day we were able to kind of lock in and get that get that w which uh you know made the flight back home a lot better so san jose state this year this is a team that's uh known for an aggressive quarterback that when I'm looking at him, it kind of reminds me of Logan Bonner. Somebody will stay in the pocket, try to stay in there maybe a little bit longer than necessary sometimes, who's always trying to make a play downfield. What, what do you see in him and what he's doing? Because he's a guy that guess, you faced before with uh, Kevin Cardero. Yeah, just like you said, uh, from last year, I think he's he's uh, improved a lot, lot since last year from his time in Hawaii. And, uh, you know, I think he's 
he's a really good quarterback who uh, you know kind of commands the offense really well and um, you know we just got to do a really good job of you know playing within ourselves and kind of limiting because overall their receivers are pretty good as well uh, with you know a whole new set of transfers so uh, yeah at the same time we're gonna have to play our best ball yet and um, you know go from there kind of feels like this team has like a playoff mentality it's like we got to win the next game to stay alive we got to win the next game we got to get one more I and mean, you've won four of the last five but the coach Anderson's really been preaching we want to get bowl eligible so this is a really good chance to do that kind of what's the mentality of the team of trying to get to that point yeah you know we're just we're just trying to be obsessed with you know getting better each day especially these days coming out here in these cold days just uh, improving day by day and uh you know Really, really wanting it that extra game for you know not only us but for uh, some of those seniors trying to get the extra game for them as well. And that was going to be my last question. Just this is going to be senior night, uh, last game for a lot of these guys in on this field. What's that mean for you, uh, someone who's been here for a while playing for these seniors and guys that this will be their last game in Maverick Stadium? Yeah, I mean, it means a lot. You know, I've been part of uh, senior nights where, you know, we, we did win for those seniors and, you know, senior nights where we lost. So, you know, it's not a good feeling to, you know, lose on senior night, especially for those guys playing their last game here at the Mav. So we want to do, uh, you know, it's just another extra motivation for us this week to make sure we get this win. AJ Vongpachan, best of luck on Saturday. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, one thing that stood out to me, just uh, thinking about how Utah State faced Chevin Cordero or Cordero uh, last year when Hawaii came to Logan. So he, Cordero is familiar with playing on this field. He was here just last year before transferring to San Jose. And last year, he was 23 of 39, 296 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. But the Aggies won that game pretty handily. Yeah, but not for a strong effort from Cordero. <laughs> yeah, he said he, he can he can sling it, and you know there's there's every chance he's going to have a big game. I'd expect him to have a big game, but unfortunately, last year Utah State had the cushion of being able to put up points in a hurry. Um, and this team doesn't have that luxury. They're going to be trying to. This is like their best bet is going to be playing uh, to slow the game down or uh, or speed it up, or however you want to say, in, in terms of running the ball and run the clock. Um, and, of course, they're going to be without Robert Briggs, who's reportedly now out for the year. So, Oh, the Aggies are without Robert Briggs? Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Oh, I did not so, hear that. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the report that I saw. Oh, that's not good. So Calvin Tyler Jr. is going to be relied on a lot. They will probably just bring in um, somebody for those uh, new backup duties. But since they've gone almost exclusively with Tyler, you know, not a ton will change. There'll just be less depth behind him. But it, it helps, and Calvin Tyler Jr., he's, he's chasing the 1,000 yards. He's technically on pace for it. But we'll see if he can actually get there. He's 147 yards away. I don't know if he gets 147 yards against these two defenses, but it's possible. Uh, it's, yeah, it's possible. Look, it's going to be cold. And um, this interesting comment from uh, Coach Brennan in his uh, um, press availability earlier this week, just, well, I'll let him say it, about playing in cold weather. Interesting comments here from him. We're going to play how we play. You know, it, it's, it is interesting, right, because what was the temperature of our game the other night, 65? Or, you, you know, like, uh, and, you know, all of our games here, I don't think we've had a game below 60 degrees this, this season. So it is different for us, you know what I mean? But... It's like I told the players, if you get drafted in Green Bay, are you not going to go? Yeah, like we got to play. So let's get ready to play. 
it's a nice mentality. Yes, we need to get ready to play, but until you've played in sub thirty degree weather on the regular basis, it can take a minute to get used to that. See, here's the thing. I don't know if just cold has really ever stopped anybody in sports. Because you go out there, once you start running, you don't feel the cold. That's true. I mean, I was playing a pickup football game the other day, and it was like 20 degrees when we went out there. It was like 10 in the morning. We, we didn't feel it at all after a minute. Didn't feel the cold one bit. The trick is when it gets wet, but I don't think it's going to be wet. I don't think that's in the forecast. No. So I don't really think cold is going to slow down either of these teams. Because they're going to run out there. They're going to get warmed up. The wide receivers are going to catch a few passes in their hands. They're going to get you know used to it. And I, I don't think that the weather is really going to be much of an impact in this game because you know, once you get warmed up, you get warmed up. So, unfortunately, as much as I'd like there to be basically a blizzard on Saturday to completely mess with San Jose State's <laughs> passing attack, I don't I don't think that's going to I don't think that's going to happen. So, weather's probably not going to be much of an impact in my opinion. Yeah, really the the once you're out on the field running around and part of the action, it really doesn't affect that much. Uh the the really where it affects the team is standing on the sidelines. Yeah. So they got those warmer, you know, they they bring in those big old heaters there a lot of times now. So usually they've got some kind of heater going down there and you know, I wouldn't suggest sabotage, but <laughs> they're just not working today. I don't know yeah, why. I, I would never suggest anyone <laughs> for legal reasons actually please do not actually do that. <laughs> I think I have to say that outright please do not. Yeah, don't sabotage. do that. Don't it's do against that. the law. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we got a couple more texts we'll get to. Uh we got to take another time out. Stick around 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Nova, Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al's Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait. 99 and 114 season ski rental prices will go up. Al's Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient as well as the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options in the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cash Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as choro French toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you are out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cash Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business, and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. And you... Appreciate the texts that have been coming through. A couple more we want to get to. 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Uh, 8739 texting in. Um, a text for a later show this week. I'd like your expert opinion on Region 11 wrestling, boys and girls. Do a little research. I'm highly biased. Green Canyon dad. Both my son and daughter wrestle for Green Canyon. Okay. Uh, appreciate that. We do need to talk some uh, high school wrestling. Probably should. Unfortunately, my knowledge is limited. I've been to two wrestling meets in my life. So uh, it will require uh, an, an amount of research. Problem is, I don't know me. where to do that research because research is the thing I love to do. I just have no clue where I'm supposed to go. I know I've had some good wrestlers coming out of Cash Valley. Yeah, there's lots. Just like. I, research on high school athletes is so hard. It is, <laughs> it is hard. so hard. It is hard. You wouldn't believe the amount of ridiculous crap I do to try and find stats for you know high school recruits. I've gone to absurd lengths. <laughs> it's nuts. Nine three one five with the text. Uh, I just know that uh, cooled dose make hits. Oh, cold does make hits and injury feel worse than they are. And, like, a harder ground compared to a softer ground. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's zero impact of cold. But the thing is, part of it is, is when you get warmed up, your pads get warmed up, you get warmed up. The ground never warms up, so that's that's obviously something you got to deal with. But still, you know, once you get out there, you're warm enough. Now, if it gets to, like, 20, 30 below, then, yeah, that's going to affect it. But we're talking 20s. Maybe teens by the end of the game. I don't think it's going to get any colder than that, and that's easy enough to deal with. Uh, Nine three one five with the suggestion said, "Go to flowwrestling.com to get stats." Okay, all right, that's good. Thanks Appreciate for the tip. I can up. use that. Uh, I know we've got some other things uh, previewing other local high schools and their upcoming seasons uh, coming up. 
We've had a few interviews. We've got more scheduled and on the way, plus some uh, some some uh, uh, interviews about some other su- success that's already happened, too. So let's uh, watch for that on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, more about Utah State, getting ready for San Jose State, recapping what happened with uh, Utah Jazz last night as well. In the middle of a losing streak, what's different about Utah? We'll, t- we'll discuss next hour here in the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The L.A. Rams came into the season as one of the more talented teams in the league. But despite a roster filled with all pro talents like Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup, the Rams have struggled to continue the success they found last year. Matthew Stafford's been banged up. The offensive line has remained a consistent issue. And the team no longer features the punishing ground attack we've come to expect under Sean McVay. Unfortunately for the Rams, the those problems only grew yesterday. In L.A.'s loss to the Cardinals on Sunday, superstar receiver Cooper Cup left the game early with an ankle injury. And yesterday it was reported Cup is set to be placed on the injured reserve list after he received surgery on his injured ankle. The former All-Pro Offensive Player of the Year has been a one-man show so far, but right now sitting at 3-6 and six and multiple pre-existing issues, the Rams' chances of repeating are getting bleaker and bleaker by the day. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 